Hello, peoples. This is Lizard. And this is Panda. Yes. <laughs> Panda, yes. And this is the next episode of Lizard and Panda Take on Cinema. Woo! Sorry for the lateness, um, you know, between sicknesses and family emergencies and all that yeah. fun shebang that happens, you know, during this time of year. Uh, yeah, I got a couple of movie news. I got to backtrack now because it's been, what, like three weeks? Yeah, it's been a while. Sorry, need my Twizzlers. 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 So, Disney is moving forward on Tron Ares being the sequel to Tron Legacy. You know, watch a little Tron Legacy. Uh-huh. Only thing I don't... It's Jared Leto. Oh, God. Jared Leto. <laughs> Jared Leto. I- I'm hoping by the time this movie comes out, that would change actors, but like, we gave him already too many chances. Mm-hmm. There's no more. Let it end. Yes. Okay, so this is uh, news about a um, Michael Jackson biopic that is coming out. I feel like I heard something about that that was happening. Mm-hmm. So, it is through Michael Jackson's estate, um, but they aren't going to be um, shying away from any controversies. Okay. Yeah. So, I wonder how that's going to be. But apparently... Um, they're actually getting in... What's his name? It's Jermaine Jackson's son to play Michael Jackson, who sounds and almost looks exactly like young Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Should be interesting. Yeah. So that's coming out from Lionsgate. Uh, no news on a release date yet. Mm-hmm. But the script is in by uh, John Logan. Doesn't say what other movies he's done. Okay. But yeah. Is that another biopic? Biopic. What else I have? Uh, here we go. So a little news on um, Captain America: New World Order. Okay. Uh, it's looking like we're gonna see Sentry. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. As a um, a bluff villain, I guess we're going to say. Mm-hmm. From the looks of this report, um, the way that the story go- is going is going to be pretty much Val from... Um, she's been in the background characters. Um, Julia Louise Dreyfus's character. Oh, okay. Yeah, her. Uh, she's getting together the Thunderbolts to try to stop... Something that Sentry's having to do with, but it looks like it's actually going to be her that's behind it. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Uh-huh. Uh, they're looking at... Um, so, there's still rumors that it might be Ryan Gosling, but also in the front running for Sentry is Alexander Ludwig, which I wouldn't mind. No. Yeah. Uh, as of, what, like, two weeks ago at this point? Yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, Avatar reached $2 billion. Woo. <laughs> at this point, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, 
Still haven't seen it. Me neither. Also, um, because it's reached $2 billion, it now makes Zoe Zaldana the first actor to star in three $2 billion franchise movies. Damn. Okay, that's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. I'll give her that. Yeah. So that's with Endgame, Infinity War, and... Yeah. Endgame... No, it'll be four. So Endgame, Infinity War, Avatar 1 and 2. Mm. Alright, I'll give her that one at least. Because yeah. <laughs> she is a great actress. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Let's see what else I love. Uh, Marvel Runaways and Star Trek Picard actress Annie Wershing Wershing? Wershing passed away back on January 30th at the age of 45. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah. Uh, after a private battle with cancer. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the, the, always the trend. Yeah, basically. Especially right now. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else I have. It's been a lot. <laughs> it's been a couple weeks for us, folks. Yes. Nope, not that one. No, that is a meme. <laughs> oh, okay. So, comic book movie uh, had came out with a poll, um, I want to say about three weeks ago at this point, um, to see what fans thought the best show out of the Marvel TV shows is. And that's including all of them. So finally the results came in uh, actually on Saturday. And with over 50% it's Daredevil. Huh. Yeah, I'm not really surprised at the same time. Um, let's see. Scoring lowest is actually Runaways. I feel like no one watched that. Yeah, no, I know I didn't. And then the top three are WandaVision, Loki, and Daredevil. But Daredevil took pretty much all the votes. Yeah. I mean, Daredevil. Was... Still didn't finish that one, but... <laughs> it's so good. Uh... Let's see. I got a few more, and then... It's all you. Okay. Okay, so... The Super Bowl, which this past Sunday... Yes. I was very disappointed. I... That was a bullshit-ass fucking call. Yeah, I know a lot of people were upset. That was a bullshit-ass call. If it wasn't for that, and if it wasn't for that goddamn fucking fumble, we actually would have won that shit, and I would have been at the fucking parade. Um, I was at a Super Bowl party. Um, when the game was playing, I was on my phone. And then when it was commercials, I put down my phone. <laughs> you could really tell I'm a huge football fan. I, I started becoming a football fan. <laughs> but I'm not to the point where, like... So, Kenny went out to Xfinity Live, and as soon as everyone lost, like, the, the mood instantly went down. Uh-huh. Kenny's saying that he's going towards the car, and he's noticing around him, and it's a full, grown-ass man, all thugged out, fucking sobbing, because oh. they lost. Like, bro, you didn't even fucking play the game! <laughs> and then you want to sit there and turn around and talk shit about people that like comic books and shit. Nah, fuck out of here. <laughs> like... The way Kenny described it, this man's was just like, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I didn't do shit. None of us did shit at work. It was pointless to even be open. 
I'm rolling my eyes so fucking hard <laughs> right now. I'm looking at the back of my skull. <laughs> okay, so either way, Super Bowl. Obviously, Super Bowl commercials. Uh-huh. And what comes with Super Bowl commercials? New nerd shit that we got to morsel. Uh-huh. So, the main ones were Flash. Uh-huh. Um, Mandalorian Season 3, the new TV spot. Uh-huh. The Super Mario Brothers TV spot, which I just showed you. Uh-huh. Um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh-huh. A new TV spot for Transformers Rise of the Beast. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh-huh. And the new Adam Driver movie, 65, which I'm actually really intrigued by. I'm I'm interested. Again, dinosaurs, you got me hooked. <laughs> like, I will see it because I love me some dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now that we have the titles of the movies out, what are your opinions on the trailers, if you've seen them? I have seen them. Um, We'll start off with Flash. Okay, look. Look. The DCEU has been a big disappointment in my eyes. Um, And to be honest, after everything going on with Ezra Miller and all this shit, now with, like, basically we're already being told that DC is changing everything. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, eh, I'll probably see The Flash. Honestly, I'm more interested in Michael Keaton as Batman again. Yeah. That is what really, like, got my attention. You saw like, the video Ugh. Straw Hat Luffy came out with today on The the Flash? I did not, actually. I'll need um, to watch that. So, pretty much saying that, yes, he completely gets the reason why people are upset with Ezra Miller as a person. But it's not fair to the hundreds... And hundreds of people that worked on that set. Right. That had nothing to do with his actions. Right. So, like, I will see it. But, again, it's also more so of the fact of DC just being very disappointing to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's kind of like, eh. Like, eh. I mean, so what it's looking like is that this movie will cause the hard reset. Gotcha. Okay. Something <laughs> fell. <laughs> yeah, this movie will cause the, the hard reset, which will bring about the new DC universe. Okay. Alright, fine. If that, that's the case, then... As long as they don't bring back Ezra Miller, we're good. Yeah. That's all That's all that matters. It's, it's not even a point of whether they're, they're a good actor or not. It's the point that they fucked up and they should be held accountable for their fucking actions. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that they're apparently doing better. I haven't heard any big news on anything that they've done recently, like badness. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, also, I'll believe it when I see it. Kind of a situation. Exactly. And also... It's not a good image for the company, too, if you still have this person that has several, um, not conviction, not convictions, what's the other one? Prior to conviction. Accusation? Accusations. Oh, okay. Yes. Yep. But yeah, that's my, that's my whole thing on The Flash. So we'll see how it goes. When is mm-hmm. it coming out again? May, I think. Okay, that sounds about right, actually. But also, can we talk about the fact that it's fucking Michael Keaton back, man, fucking bad costume. <laughs> yes, because I do love me some Michael Keaton as and Batman. Also, it makes me so happy that she's still Supergirl. Oh, Especially yes. after that fucking video. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that would have been a fucking travesty if they didn't bring her back. Oh, yeah, no. Definitely 100% agree with that one. Okay. Next, Mandalorian Season 3. You still need to catch up. No, 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 no. I am all caught up. I oh, just need are. to rewatch it because Fair enough. Fair enough. It's this is also another problem is these shows take too long in between seasons where it's like, okay guys, 
I don't remember a lot of the stuff that happened. Like, you know, I, I remember the main things, but I don't remember, like, the tinier things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't have the time to sit down and watch all of these. I am a busy person. God damn it. That's fair enough. Sorry, Dad, who's going to be listening to this podcast? <laughs> Associated. Associated. I, I can't, just can't hide it. I love the Mandalorians. Yeah. I think I actually like the Mandalorians slightly better than Jedi's or Sith. And the fact that they're they're finally showing more of the Mandalorian culture. And on top of that, you're seeing Mandalore in live action. Yes. And also the fact that, especially lately, Pedro Pascal has been just helping children get from one place to another. Yes. <laughs> yes. You saw the meme that it's like by uh, 2050, every TV show will feature Pedro Pascal um, escorting a magical child. Yes. I love it. Just the, the <laughs> did you see the interview with, he's like doing a lie detector test and they ask him, does he wa- uh, look at uh, Pedro Pascal fan pages to make himself feel better about his confidence? He's like, no, that's a lie. <laughs> I love him so much. He's so great. Oh, shit. Let's see. What else? Uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast. I'm excited. And also, I love that actor, Anthony... Ramos. Yes, Ramos. Thank you. I was like, I thought that that's what it was, but I didn't want to say it in case I was wrong. I I love him. Mm -hmm. In the Heights, Star is Born, Hamilton. I just, I love him. So I'm totally cool with this. I'm excited for it. I would be even more excited about this if they took out completely the human aspect of Transformers movies finally and just give us a goddamn fucking Transformers movie. But either way, (laughs) either way, I'm so excited. Yeah. It looks good. It's Beast Wars. It's my favorite iteration of Transformers. Yep. I'm so excited. I have faith in it. For now. Yeah, for now. (laughs) Although I did love Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. That one Bumble- was good. Well, it's supposed to be more so from that universe. Yeah. Not Michael Bay. Right. Because honestly, I they were entertaining, the Michael Bay ones, but they're, that was they're pretty legitimately much it. hit or miss. Yeah, exactly. First one was good. Second one sucked. Third one was okay. Fourth one was actually pretty good. Fourth one was okay. Or fifth one was okay. Then Bumblebee was amazing. I loved Bumblebee. Yeah. And the soundtrack. The soundtrack yes. is so good. Absolutely. Indiana Jones and the De- uh, Dial of Destiny. I'm not, like, crazy excited for it. Like, just honestly, also, I've never... Like, I, I have seen the Indiana Jones movies, and I did enjoy them and was entertained by them, but I wasn't like, oh my god, I need to watch this all the time. I feel like we don't really need this movie. You mean, like, how apparently Toy Story 5 is happening? <laughs> we don't we didn't even need the fourth one no i agree and then find the fourth one cool ending great we're officially done no never mind we want more money because yeah, we don't make enough apparently yeah i mean they just let go of how many people in their company mm-hmm. oh god i love it but yes indiana jones eh, I mean, i'll watch st- it I'll, but... yeah i'll still watch it obviously nostalgia's sake i do love indiana jones i love that entire series mm-hmm. but i mean except for crystal skull we don't talk about that <laughs> tell me man's gonna live through an atomic bomb because of freaking fridge yes no. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't really need this movie though. Money. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 Super Mario Brothers. I'm looking forward to that movie. I know a lot of people are really shitting on it right now. Like, it's the thing now to shit on it. They're only shitting on it because of Chris Pratt. Whatever. Which I feel like they could have picked someone else. They could have picked someone better. Probably, but whatever. Like, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is going to be in it. Uh, uh, fucking Jack Black. Charlie Day. Like, it's fine. I'm excited for it. Plus, my plan is to see the movie theaters with my stepson. It's going to be a fun outing with him, so... Me and Kenny are going to watch this movie. We're going to take our mom. Because, you know, all we used to do growing up was play Super Nintendo. <laughs> they might as well just keep the tradition going. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, I actually been trying to uh, push my mom towards getting matching tattoos with Kenny and myself mm-hmm. of different colored Yoshis. Oh, that'd be cute. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Uh, 65. Again, dinosaurs. Done. I'm in. It can probably easy be, easily be like a hit or miss. Like, it, I feel like it could go either way. It could be like, uh, what's the one with uh, Will Smith and uh, Jaden Smith? That was oh. Night Shyamalan. I know what you're that talking had, about. That had that same look. That had the same look as this movie, but it was just shit. But what I want to know... Is it that... Are they from, like, another universe where it's more futuristic and then they land, like, in the time zone of Earth... Or is it, did they go back in time? Like I think it's back in time. Is it another planet? Like they're just trying to make us think that it's Earth? Which one is it? That's what I'm really curious I, I about. I think it's going to be on, along the lines of like a Planet of the Apes type of reveal. Mm. But not so much that it's the future, but it's the past. Mm. I'm curious about that mm. one. That they're trying to travel somewhere and they go through a wormhole or some shite like that. And then end up on this planet. You see all the animals and you see the dinosaurs and whatnot. And they're like, oh. This Earth. I think that's what's going to happen. I'm excited for it. Plus, Adam Driver. That, yeah. that man, I could listen to him for days. Guards of the Galaxy Volume 3. I'm going to effing cry. <laughs> I'm trying to remember that my dad is probably going to listen to this episode, so I'm trying not to curse too much. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we know for sure Drax ain't making it out of this movie. Batista oh, yeah. already said that this is his last movie. Yeah, no. He's been very transparent about that. I just feel like Rocket's going too, and that's gonna mess me up. I'm gonna cry. And I'm eating my Twizzlers. <laughs> oh. But I'm, I'm excited for that one, because yeah. I really... All the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, like, they've been great. Yeah. All two of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At, well, there's three. Well, now three. No. Unless like, you're talking about, like... The holiday special. I don't count that. It's still... I mean, technically it's a special. special. <laughs> it's it was shorter than... Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night, thank you. I thought I was going to say where the beast came from. I don't know why, but that was the thought that came to my head. Uh, the last two that I have are all involving Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is during the UK, um, premiere. Kevin Feige almost messed up. He Mm. almost, uh, dropped a huge spoiler. What do you mean? Um, in the middle of an interview, he's, uh, talking about, um, 
Jonathan Majors and the Avengers, the new Avengers movie and this movie. And he was about to say, we've already, and he cut himself off and said, mm, I almost messed up there. <laughs> oh. So he was going to say, we already shot scenes for Avengers. Oh, snap. Yep. I'm excited for this one. I know, um, I think my plan is for Brian and I to try to see it this Sunday. I know I have a bridal shower to go to. That's during the day. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure that the movie that I'm looking at is like 8.45. So I think that that's, I mean, the shower is like, I think an hour away. But I think that's still like, it ends at 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Yeah, like I might help clean up and stuff like that. But like, I'm pretty sure I got enough time for Brian mm -hmm. and I to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp at like 8.45. An hour away, as long as you leave by, like, five, you should be good. Yeah. But I'm excited for that movie. Yes. And lastly, because you sometimes ask this about certain Marvel movies, especially when I've seen it first, how many post-credit scenes? Oh, yes, for Ant-Man. Two. 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 So, one during the credits, one after the credits. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. And I that is it. Okay. Whew. It's been a busy few weeks, guys. Yes. All right, and movies that I have seen. I have seen a decent amount. However, of course, when I became sickly, I wasn't really going out that much besides work. Because, you know, obvious reasons. Yeah. I didn't have COVID, though. Not going. Um, but starting from way back when, uh, I saw the movie Plane with Brian. Okay. Not too bad. I mean, it was entertaining. And honestly, I feel like the beginning of the year, like January, February, like at least the beginning of February. January releases never do good. Yeah, no, they're, they're, and people usually release them in January knowing that they won't be like yeah. the best movie ever. I think closest, uh, the closest for this year, I think would probably be Megan. Yeah. Realistically. I'm probably good. missing, like a lot of people like missing too. Mm. That came out like right. close to the end of January. But, like, yeah, January, their, their movies are, eh, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I saw Plane. It was okay. You know, it was entertaining. You know, I felt a lot of the times, of course, I didn't have the time to write down anybody's names because, you know, why would I? And that would, you know, make my life too much, too easy. Um, but he played Luke Cage. Oh, Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter, thank you. I've seen him in person. Where? Sesame Place. How? He went to Sesame Place. When? Back when the show was coming out. Why? Because <laughs> he went there with his family. Oh, my God. And I was working that day, oh. and I saw him from afar. I'm like, oh, shit, that's his bald-ass head. And it's like, hey, I know that one. <laughs> Yet the commercials made his character seem, like, more in-depth, like, mm -hmm. more to do that can never be done. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> and really, it was very anticlimactic, his character. They kind of, I feel like they didn't use him as well as they could have and the villains were very like one note kind of a situation where mm. i was just like why are you doing this you just want to be okay pretty much uh a copy of a copy of a copy of hans gruber it basically yeah it just felt very like all right there were some tense moments but if you figure that that's all action movies are they're just a copy of a copy of a copy of <laughs> hans gruber and, like, it definitely had more of, like, moments where it felt like they actually used attention properly and not just constant action like I have a problem with. It just, yeah, forgettable. It's kind of forgettable. Um, honestly, I was waiting for the smoke monster on the island the entire time I was just, like, lost. 
Um, I did see Missing. Mm-hmm. And the day before I saw Missing, I saw Searching. Because I still haven't seen that movie yet. Searching. Missing. Found. Maybe. <laughs> I enjoyed them both. Um, bo- in both movies, like, the ending twist kind of feels a little, like, over the top. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, okay, I don't think that that would happen. It's kind of crazy. But most people are saying that the searching felt more realistic than missing, whereas I felt like missing was more accurate because basically it was an abusive situation, like abusive family member, where I was just like, no, abusive people are that crazy. No, granted, yes, it's still a little far-fetched in that second movie, but like felt more accurate compared to searching because, you know, again, abusive people and abusive partners are psycho. But I still enjoyed it. You know, I don't like found footage movies, but I think both of them were well done because both mm-hmm. of them, it's basically you're seeing the entire thing, like, through the screen. Like, whether it be a phone, a computer, like, cameras, stuff like that. You know what two movies I feel like, in my opinion, are some of the best in that genre of, um, domestic abuse and revenge from that? Huh. Invisible Man? Uh, oh, God. Yes. And... Jennifer Lopez's Enough. I don't think I saw that one. Oh, Liz, watch it. All right, I'm putting it on my... I'm writing it down now. Enough uh, for Jennifer now. Lopez, uh, Jim Caviezel. Caviezel? J-Lo. Caviezel. Enough. Need to watch. All right, I wrote it down. Yeah, um, that came out back in 2002. Oh, God. That's good. Um, but yeah, searching and missing, entertaining. I thought it was enjoyable. Um, I also saw Alice Darling with um, Anna Kendrick. Okay. Um, where basically it's another like abusive. It's more emotionally abusive situation where like she's trying to go out for a weekend with or a week with her like girlfriends for one of their like birthdays, and you know. It's basically saying the whole thing of like, oh, like telling her boyfriend where she's like, oh, so I have this work thing. It just came up. Like, you know, I actually have to go. She's actually going to away with her friends. And like, you know, there's situations where like she's pulling her hair out of her head. And, you know, we get flashbacks of him basically saying like, you know, no one will love or love you like I do. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, you should be doing this. Like, oh, sweetie, you need to watch your figure. You need to watch like what you're eating. Kind of like basically a very emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally abusive kind of a situation. And then, you know, her friends being like, what is going on? Like, what, you've changed. What is happening? I actually surprisingly really enjoyed this movie. I can see where a lot of people would be bored mm-hmm. with it. Um, but I felt like it was very true to, you know, what women go through on a daily basis with these types. And also men, too. Like, with these types of situations yeah. where it's not just, you know hitting you or bruises or anything like that. Like, it's actually... No, abuse can come in any form. Exactly. Which, yeah. uh, psychiatrists have said that actually mental abuse is worse than physical abuse. Yes. Which, I can agree with that one. Um, and it kind of just felt, like, tense the entire time. And I felt all the emotions. I was, like, laughing. I was crying. I was... My blood was boiling at one point because I'm just like, this guy is too good at what he's doing. I know these signs. I've been there. Kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. 
I I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. And Anna Kendrick, she did wonderful. Hmm. I great acting skills there. I will definitely say that. Uh, I also saw Infinity Pool. Okay. I don't know. Um, the body body horror, wonderful. I mean, it's a Cronenberg. Well, his son. his son. Yes. But it's still a Cronenberg. He's keeping it in the family. You know the body what, horror. What was his name? Brandon. Brandon. Ah, I remembered something. Hey. Hey. Definitely kept up with the body horror, just like his dad. Um, And there were moments where I liked it. Other moments where I was just like, okay. Underwhelming. But then also moments where it's just like, why is this sex scene taking like this orgy scene taking like 20 minutes for the entire movie okay however i will say mia goth that woman again takes my breath away she is just so good (laughs) wonderful and i will see any movie she's in i still need to see pearl and x they're both so good i have x on dvd if you want to borrow it and Pearl, I need to get that one because, oh, God, she's fantastic. The monologue she has in the movie Pearl, oh, wonderful. Oh, so good. Yeah, the, at the end of the day, Infinity Pool, like, it was, okay, interesting. Kind of a take on, of okay. course, you know, we're talking about rich society kind of a situation. Because mm-hmm. it's basically like, you know, you do a crime that is punishable by death. However, we can make basically a clone of you. And that one will die, and you have to watch it. And that's basically the rich just being like, oh, like for a certain amount of money. Like if you are willing to spend this much money, they're like, oh, this sounds good to me because that means I can basically get away with anything under the sun. You know, basically a knock knock on the rich kind of a situation. Like yeah. the usual stuff. Uh, and the last thing I have is knock at the cabin, which I am in the minority with this movie apparently. Because so many people absolutely loved it. I'm sitting there like, why? No, I've mostly been hearing that the writing was shit. Oh, the writing is god-awful. But that's kind of what you expect in an M. Night Shyamalan movie. That's one thing that he's very consistent in. Is that the dialogue sucks. I just... I don't know. Like, everybody was saying how tense they felt this entire movie. Like, I felt so much tension, like, with everything. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. The actors sold it on the tension themselves. Mm-hmm. However, me watching it, I'm like, I'm being spoon-fed the entire movie. They're, they're just giving it away. Nothing is left to the imagination. Nothing is for us to, like, lead us there ourselves. No, it's legit just like, and this is what's happening. And this. And this. And I'm like, you're taking all the tension out. All of it. There's no surprise. However, Dave Batista, absolutely wonderful. That's been a consensus. Yes, because he's not just a one-note actor. He's got it all down. He's great. I have complete faith in him with whatever he does. He's not a rocker, John Cena. He's not. Sorry, guys. But he's, he's an actor. Not an actor. An actor. But yeah, and also Rupert Grint, he did fantastic. Really, all the actors did great. It's mm. just like Dave Bautista really sold it with everything. And I felt like there wasn't enough Rupert Grint, hmm. in my personal opinion. 
But yeah, that 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 is what I've seen, and I'm hoping that now that I'm feeling better, I can get back to the swing. And now that like you know January's over and like all of those movie not movies are out of the way, yeah, where like February comes in, you know, you and I and a few other people, a few of our pals are gonna go see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited. And then Ant Man and the Wasp gonna see this Sunday, and at some point, Mom and I. My mother, the woman, the nice, wholesome, saintly woman, her and I are going to go see Cocaine Bear together. (laughs) As a mother-daughter bonding, we're going to go see Cocaine Bear. Wait, I forgot about a movie. Uh, Did you see the trailer for the movie Strays? Yes. I think... um, I'm very interested. I'm curious. My friends from work and I want to go see it, but we want to, like... And... So yeah. It's gonna be funny. No, that's fair, and it's rated R too. Mm-hmm. So this should yeah, be interesting. You're talking about biting my man's dick off. Yep. So like, obviously it's gonna be rated R. Yep. Uh, but yeah. So I'm hoping now that we're starting to get into like, because like we said, January is the time where movies they're kind of a flop. Yeah. Beginning of February as well, but then once like mid February to late February. Yeah, like especially especially once we start getting into the warmer months, because mm-hmm. those are like when the summer blockbusters the come out. Movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, and a lot of movies in March. Yeah. There's a lot of movies coming out in March. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm gonna find the time to see these movies, but I'll figure it out. Wait. One Piece update. Oh yes. Uh, yes, I am continuing my One Piece journey. And the story is getting better, and it keeps on getting me more emotional. And the characters are so engaging. Like, literally, Oda knows how to write characters to the point that he doesn't do what you think is going to happen. He does what the character is going to do. It's so wonderful. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, I, I cannot, like... Sing the praises of this show enough. Like anyone that wants to start anime at all, just start with this one. Forget everything else, just start with this one. Please. Oh, it's so good. He's falling over now. I did. He's dead, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's it. Okay. And now to talk about our next movie that was also a request from my dad. Yeah. Hence why I keep apologizing if I curse. Because <laughs> he he will probably listen to this one. Yeah. I already slipped up a few times. My yeah. bad. Yeah, same. My bad. Whoops. <laughs> uh, but we have a favorite of a lot of people's. Yes. The Princess Bride. Woo! Which, of course, I realized just a couple days ago that we were doing this movie and recording it on Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Our favorite holiday. But I purposely put on my trick-or-treat t-shirt that I have <gasps> What next year mm-hmm. around Valentine's Day. We should do trick-or-treat instead and then make it a point to be like, we need a second Halloween, replace Valentine's Day with a second Halloween. I mean, it's, pretty, it, it, it's just Halloween, but without the costumes, but equally or even more so the sex. Yes. There's still candy. Yes. So, I mean, sex and horror go hand in hand. Uh Uh-huh. That is true. So? Yep. Mm, I see it. We should do that. Mm -hmm. Trick or treat. Okay, done. We have a plan for next year, people. A whole year ahead. 
Um, but anyway, so yes, we have The Princess Bride, which was released October 9th, 1987. Directed by Rob Reiner, who mm-hmm. directed Stand By Me, When Harry Met Sally, Misery, and The Bucket List. Good movies. Yeah, all good, good movies. movies. Very all over the place. <laughs> but, kudos. Uh, written by William William Goldman, who was also the author of the book, which I have not read after all these years. I've always wanted to read it, hmm. just never got around to it. I will eventually read it, I promise. It's on my list. According to, including all the other books that are still re- sitting on my bookshelf that I have not read yet, but details. Um, but he also wrote uh, The Stepford Wives, Misery, and The General's Daughter. Mm-hmm. Composer Mark Knopfler, Nopf- uh, who did Last Exit to Brooklyn, and he's the lead, lead guitarist slash singer slash songwriter of the rock band Dire Straits. Mm-hmm. Good band. Uh, cinematographer Adrian Biddle, who did Aliens, Willow, Thelma and Louise, 101 Dalmatians live action, uh, Event Horizon, The Mummy, and V for Vendetta. Event Horizon. Yes. Yes. Classic. Mm -hmm. And then cast, we have Kiri, I never remember. Always. Always. I never remember how to pronounce his last name. Who plays Wesley. Wesley. Other, farm boy. Uh, Mandy Pat, Pat, Pattenkin, who plays Nigga Montoya. Uh, Chris Sarandon, who plays Prince Humperdink. Humperdink. Otherwise also known as Jack Skellington. And? Um. The cop in Child's Play. Yes, the type of uh, Norse. Yeah. There we go. That <laughs> was like, I couldn't right. remember his name either. I was like, uh, blank. Uh. Christopher Guest as Count Rugen, Wallace Shawn as Vizzini, Andre R- Rene Rosimoff, 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 Andre the Giant, <laughs> who plays Fezzik, Rosimoff, Fred Savage, who plays the grandson, Robin Wright, who plays Princess Buttercup, Buttercup, Peter Falk as the grandfather, Mel Smith as the albino, mm-hmm. uh, Carol Kane as Valerie. Billy Crystal as Miracle Max, and Peter Cook as the impressive clergyman. <laughs> Mowage. <laughs> Mowage. And love. True love. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Uh, ratings. IMDb, 8 out of 10. <clears throat> cough, cough. Rotten Tomatoes, 97%, with an audience score of 94%. TV Guide. 77%, Metascore, 77%, Letterbox 4.1 out of 5, and 87% of Google users like this movie. Tagline? Tagline is a long one. Scaling the cliffs off insanity, battling rodents of unusual size, facing torture in the pit of despair, true love has never been a snap. Literally the tagline. It's very long, but you know yeah, what? Yeah, that, that's, that, uh, that's a mouthful right there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's a mouthful right there. Um, distributed by 20th Century Fox, Interaccess Films. Uh, Interact, Interaccess Film Distribution. There <coughs> we go. Uh, a 98-minute runtime. Budget was $16 million and box office was $30.9 million. 
then I also thought of something else to include with this. Where is it available on to stream? Oh, smart. Yes, I thought about this. <coughs> I've been doing my brains take it out my eye. <laughs> you don't need it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's available for free if you have Disney Plus. Other than that, it's available for four ninety nine on Apple TV, Amazon Prime, uh, seven ninety nine on YouTube, Google Play, Vudu, and fourteen ninety nine on Redbox. So just go with the Disney. Pretty much, or if you're like me, own it on Blu Ray and DVD. Don't pirate <laughs> the movie. Wink, wink. I'm <laughs> playing. Don't do that. We don't do that no more. No. Well, it's depending, not... depending on the movie. Yes. And who's promoting it. Yeah. And all that punch bang. Mm-hmm. We don't have LimeWire no more. Remember LimeWire? I swear at this point it's going to make a comeback with all these streaming services like upping their prices and not Yo, allowing sharing a password. idea. Bring back <laughs> LimeWire, but have it so you can stream any movie. Yo, someone get on that. And then get AIDS for your TV. Because that's basically what it was for your yep. computer. Yep. <laughs> but we still did it. Mm-hmm. We still did it. Oh, God. Just the first thing I will say about this movie is the amount of quotable lines. Inconceivable. <laughs> you keep using that word. I don't know how I think it means. What do you think it means? <laughs> As you wish. I like the amount of like times I was actually like writing down quotes just to make sure I had everything correct. Like, <laughs> and as I'm writing it, I'm just like, oh my god! Just like, write the whole script. Yeah, basically, because the there's script. so many good lines in this movie, and literally, like, it's all you can ever ask for. Like, yes, the grandson points out at the very beginning of the movie when Grandpa is first reading it to him the book. He's like, is this a kissing book? Like, yes, there are, like, rom- romance yeah. and all that kissy-smoochy stuff and not my favorite in the world of, like, you know, kind of a woman who won't really stand up for herself and have cojones <laughs> where you need the man to do everything for you. I don't like that fact. That's why I always loved, like, people, princesses like Esmeralda and Jasmine and Mira. See, I actually would not mind that. What? Like, someone approaching me instead. Yeah. I'm fucked. I'm, I'm tired of doing the chasing. That's fair. I'm tired of it. Someone chased me. That's fair. Yeah. That's 100% fair. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but also this movie is funny has sword fighting mm-hmm. comedic beats and <laughs> like the instantly i'm going to right after my name is Diego montoya you killed my father prepare to die runs the opposite way. <laughs> and no <laughs> like oh you pussy <laughs> but seriously like this movie has it all it really does like, there's no, there's nothing wrong about, like, I have my own little squall with it, which I will get into at some point, but. Same, I only have one, <laughs> one thing. So, basically, because we start off the movie with this kid is sick in bed, mm-hmm. and Grandpa comes to visit him, which he's not too thrilled about, because, you know, he pinches his cheeks, and he hates yeah, that. Yeah. Shut up, Fred Savage. <laughs> I don't, like, really. Appreciate that's, it. That's the worst thing that he does. 
I think that the worst thing they can do is, you know, like, bring up the fact that they hate people of a different color. Or the gays. You mean, like, my grandma? Sure. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything, but... <laughs> my, 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 my dad's mom, not my mom's mom. My mom's mom was a saint. I, I believe that, but also I've never met your grandmother, and you know you know what they say. You can talk shit about your own family. Other people cannot talk shit about your family. Unless I, I get permission. That's also a different circumstance. However... But yeah, basically like those or like, you know, judge you where it's just like, you're, you're still single. Are you ever going to get married? When are you going to give me great grandchildren? Like pinching your cheek is not the worst kid. Yeah. But anyway, um, and grandpa had brought a book, which the kid is very disappointed in. And I'm disappointed in that child because mm-hmm. no matter what Wait, age, book? no matter what age, I'd be like, oh, a book. Thank you, I'll add it to my whole pile of books that I still need to read. <laughs> because I have a problem. <laughs> You'll see my entire thing right there. It's just books I still need to read. Yep, exactly. For the most part, no, except for the Harry Potter books. I read those. Well, yeah, that's fair. And Ready Player One. Mm. But, like, the book is the movie. Because Grandpa is telling the story as we're watching the story unfold. And I, I love the fact that it pulls away back to... The grandpa and the grandson reading the story mm-hmm. at the most dire moments. Oh, yeah. And it all it just ends up running so fluidly, too. Yeah. Like, none of it feels, like, cut short. None of it feels, like, it wasn't edited properly. Like, it just all flowed really well. Yeah. And I just, I like the way that they all, they pieced it all together. Because, you know, in the beginning, that's when we think that it's all a love lovey-dovey, smoochy-smoochy kind mm-hmm. of a movie where, like, you know, Wesley is a farm boy at Princess Buttercup's farmhouse. Like, like, like those, um, those, um, single mom sexy romance novels that'll be in the, like, the corner of a grocery store or something like that. With, um, oh, what's his name? Fabio. Fabio on the cover, yeah. Just shirtless on a horse. <laughs> Muscular. But no, Wesley, Wesley was pretty tiny. But still look good. He was pretty lean. Like lean, yeah. Yeah. But got the eyes, that's what it was. Yeah, oh, that, like eyes, like the sea after a storm. Yeah. Yeah, it was like part <laughs> of the movie, yes. <laughs> but, because it's talking about how Buttercup, like, you know, she's like, she bosses Wesley around and loves to pick on him kind of a thing. And anytime she tells him what to do, he's always like, As you wish. As you wish. And then she realized what he really meant to say was, I I love love you. you. Hold up, hold up, hold up. What is this? (laughs) Wait a second. Is this a kissing book? When does it get good? Keep your shirt on. We'll get there. (laughs) Now, where was I? (laughs) And I just... And of... Like, I I, I love... What's his name that plays the grandpa? Peter Falk. Yes. He plays that, like, warm grandpa role so well. No, he really does. Like, I'm like, just sit down and listen to him read the book. I would love that. I never got to meet any of my grandfathers. I would love that. Yeah, right? Oh, God. If I, like, had that (laughs) moment just to be like, bring him back just for a little bit and be like, hey. Will you read to me? Okay, cool. Thank you. That would be a great bonding moment. But, because at this point also, 
they didn't have enough money to get married, so Wesley decides to go off to on make a boat money. to make money. And Buttercup hears that his ship has been attacked by the dread pirate Roberts, and he's most likely dead. Never leave survivors. Yep. Nope. Nope. Everyone dies. Murdered by pirates is pretty good. <laughs> Because that's, of course, what catches the boy yeah. child's attention. Pirates, yeah. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> I mean, same here. I love pirates yeah, as well. Yeah, like, I have a whole book at home that I have not started to read. All about pirates. Like, the history of pirates, mm-hmm. which I eventually will read. But, uh, yes. Why is the rum movie gone? <laughs> Why is the rum gone? That's another movie we need to do. Yeah, we do. Oh, Elizabeth. Hide the rum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I've seen the the first three movies like a million times, and They're I still so love good. them. They're <laughs> such a good trilogy. It is. After that, I didn't really pay attention. I'm not gonna lie. But, I mean, they're not bad. Yes. Or it's not bad. It's only one after that. Oh yeah, I forgot. They were gonna make a fifth one, but yeah. then that didn't happen. I mean, Benny uh, Benicio del Toro played um. I forget his name. Either way, he he did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eventually, I probably will get around to it. Um, yeah, it should be on Disney Plus. Probably. Oh yeah, it is. But uh, yeah, because and you know, like Buttercup doesn't sleep or eat for days, and she will never love again because you know the love of her life was taken away from her. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know, find out like how did they say how long it was afterwards? Five years. Years. Okay, thank you. Prince Umberdink. He needs to find a bride. Mm-hmm. And he chooses Buttercup, who is not of royalty, but... Common folk. Yep. It's like, yeah, yeah. I would choose, yeah. new future queen, who once was a commoner like yourselves. Although you may not fi- find her quite so common now. I may have seen this movie a lot. Because that think, one I didn't even write down. You think? <laughs> yeah, maybe. A little bit. A little bit. And... Basically, like, Grandfather says, like, reading in the book, how, like, yeah, like, he got a right to choose his bride, but she really did not love him, because, you know, that's not Wesley. Yeah. And she even said she will never love again, because Wesley. How say that was common in medieval times? Right? Yeah. Yeah. But then it would end up being, like, they grew to love each other yeah. kind of a situation, and that's how even today... With countries that still do arranged marriages, they grow to love each other kind of a situation. But I would definitely be Amira from Brave, where I'm like, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> I will fight for my own hand. Thank you very much. But that's just, that's the feminist side of me where I'm like, F that, no. Um, but even like when she's engaged to Prince Humperdinck and she just finds at least joy in her daily ride in that, I love that red outfit that she wears. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty. Because it's not florally like the rest of her outfits. Because me and lace and floral and stuff. Yeah. No, that doesn't mix well with me. Um, and she runs into the three poor lost circus performers that are trying to find a village nearby. Oh, there's no one nearby. Not for miles. Then there will be no one to hear you scream. Fezzik and Ninda Montoya and Vizini. Here to kidnap the princess. Make it look like another country had kidnapped her, all to start a war. Which we find out later that Prince Albert also <coughs> to start a war with this country, because, you know, why not? Well, who's the one that hired him? Did he hire them? Yes. When is that said? 
He says, I hired Virginie. Who said that? Humperdinck. When? At some point in the movie. Did I miss that? Yes. <laughs> After all these years since he says this movie? it. I don't remember seeing that. He says it to the six-fingered man. Oh, yeah. I'm dumb. Everyone ignore me. Dad, please don't disown me. <laughs> I'm back in good graces. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do remember that, actually. I do. <laughs> wow. I'm stupid. And sober. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Um, we want to start a war for some reason. Because men. War. Men. It, it, most likely, either. Beating chest. Riches. Land. One or the other. Resources. Compare sizes. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. That always has to be a yeah. part of it, obviously. But I even just love the three of them, like, their chemistry with each other. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, Andre the Giant and... Inigo Montoya. Mandy. Oh. Yes, Inigo Montoya. I love those two together. They're yeah. just They're so adorable. I hope that they, like, stayed friends afterwards. I know we have lost Andre. Mm-hmm. May he rest in peace. But I hope that they stayed friends for at least a decent amount of time afterwards. Well, for my, it looks like I'm going to say yes, because, you know, Andre Giant was a gentle giant. Yeah, basically a yeah. teddy bear. Yeah. I like, love like that the, fact. <laughs> like the, like the, the fart that stopped production. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the director was like, hey, Andre, you good? I'm good now, boss. <laughs> yes. I do remember seeing that. And even, like, there were a lot of times where the weather was, like, so cold that, like, Robin would be, like, freezing Princess Buttercup. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Andre would just put his hand, like, on top of her head. And his entire hand, like, his entire hand, like, fit her head. Yeah. And it kept her warm. Like, that's just so cute. I love that. Oh, my God. He's such a good wrestler, too. I remember seeing all the old reels back in the day. I, yes, I did know that he was a wrestler. Did I watch anything? No. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. Tap Natch. But even, like, of course, even, like, hey, Fezzik, are there rocks ahead? If there are, we'll all be dead. No more rhymes now, I mean it. <laughs> Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> ah! <laughs> the, the lines, they're just so great. But, you know, at like then later we cut to, like, it's late at night. They're on the nice, calm, relaxing waters of some sort. Is it a sea? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's hard to tell sometimes. Oh, yeah, no, it is a sea. And, you know, uh... And Ingo Montoya keeps, like, looking back, and he's just like, why are you looking over there? I'm oh, just making sure that no one's following us. Like, what? Stop doing that. Like, who will be following us? Like, well, you know, just making sure, like, just double-checking. Like, it would be totally, absolutely inconceivable. Out of curiosity, why do you ask? Oh, it just so happens I, like, look back and I see someone there. What? <laughs> inconceivable! Like, just probably a local fisherman, you know, at a nightly cruise through eel-infested waters. And then Princess Buttercup, as soon as he said that, just dives right in. <laughs> <laughs> and even like that, that was a good, like, cutaway where yeah. 
she he's explained to her like oh you hear that sound those are the screeching eels they always grow louder when they're about to feed on human flesh and then like grandpa stops and we just cut to them he's like are you okay i can stop now if you want what no no i'm good really because you were looking a little nervous there <laughs> oh maybe i was a little concerned but not not nervous no Bork, 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 That one's bork. nervous. Bork, bork, bork. <laughs> bork, bork, bork. I play you the song of my people. <laughs> uh, but even, like, you know, because we go back to them and, you know, they're able to get her out of the water. But apparently, I did write it. I think I wrote it down. The distance it would have taken would have been about eight feet. So, like, if he would have grabbed her, he would have extended his arm about eight feet out. Sounds about right. I don't think I wrote it down, actually. All right, I did not write it down. But I'm pretty sure, from what I remember, in the book it was different where <coughs> it was sharks. Mm. And uh, Zini actually, like, was throwing blood into the water to come get the sharks, like, come after her mm-hmm. or something like that apparently again i haven't read the book so people who have read the book you can let me know if that is true or not <coughs> but even like as the night goes on and no it's morning time the other ship is closer but it's okay because look the cliffs of insanity dun 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 And they somehow get the rope all the way to the very top of those cliffs. And somehow, the rope magically completely wrapped itself around rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I noticed that, like, a couple times ago that I've watched this, but I'm just like, wait a minute, how, how did they get the rope to circle the rock completely when they were all the way down at the bottom? Is Fezzik just, like, that strong that he could do that? I'm confused. <laughs> Don't think about it. But details, details. That's Don't just asking too much. That's like the eight-foot arm. Yeah, yeah, pretty Don't, much. Don't think about it. Yeah, pretty much. But even, like, it was funny because, like, when you're close up uh, with, like, Fezzik and Vizzini, like, talking to each other, like, Andre's kind of moving in, like, this slower pace with his arms, but then when the camera is far away, he's moving, like, super fast with his arms. I'm just like, those two don't add up. Those two don't add up. But that mysterious Zorro man. The masked man. The masked man. The man in black. (laughs) Yeah, of that was the first thing that popped in my head. Um, but he's like climbing the rope with them, mm-hmm. and when they make it to the top, Fazini is like really quick to cut that rope. That again is somehow magically wrapped around a bunch of times on a rock. Yeah, but it's fine. And then you know, the rope falls, but still, this masked man was able to jump onto the rocks quick in time. He's just that good, which I think that was the point of the fact he didn't yeah. fall. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> but even because at that point, that's when we get... Because Vizini, Fezzik, and Buttercup leave. Leaving Inigamatoye. Because it's his job to use his wits, which is sword fighting. Yeah. 
the whole dialogue between the two of them when Masked Man is still, like, on the cliff. Yeah. It's so great. Mm-hmm. It's so great. I just, like, between the two of them, like, their dialogue, and even the entire sword fighting that they have once Masked Man makes it to the top, because they spent, like, so many hours just practicing the two of them with the sword fighting that it was all them minus the flips and stuff that they were doing. That was yeah. stunt people that are professionals at that kind of situation. But even their whole conversation as they're sword fighting each other. It's just... I counter your this, but you know what I'd counter with this. And then you do this. But I then so... I reveal my trap card. <laughs> I know something you don't know. What's up? I am not left-handed. Ah, there's something I have to tell you. I'm not left-handed either. Da, 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 da. Although, to be fair, and then Go kind of made it obvious that he wasn't left-handed because his, the belt where, like, he would sheathe his sword was on his left side. Yeah. So he would have, like, awkwardly, like, pulled out of his left like this, where Wesley, he had thrown his, whatever it's called. Sheath. Sheath. Thank you. So we don't know if he's lying or not. Oh, but I also forgot about how, like, when, before the sword <laughs> fight, Inigo was telling Mass Man about his father and that he was killed by a six-fingered man. And so he spent years practicing. And just the emotion you can see on his face of talking about his father's death by this man. Mm-hmm. So good. Because yeah. it was sadly very real. <laughs> yeah. For the actor. Not that his dad died in a sword-fighting competition. No, but his dad died. His dad died of cancer. So, you know, close enough. And he ended up using that with the, the final... Yes. And I love hearing the point about that. He got a little too carried away and stabbed <laughs> someone in the thigh. <laughs> yes, just a tad bit. Un petit peu. But we also first hear, I will, when I meet this six-fingered six man, I will say, Hello, my name is Ndungo Matoya. You killed my father. Prepare to, to die. die. Which I quote that way too often. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> like, I just can't help myself because it's, that's the... That is probably the most quotable line in this entire movie. That and inconceivable. Yes. Maybe as you wish, but I don't feel like that one as much. But at the end of the day, Masked Man has beaten... The Spaniard. Yes. The swordsman. He did not kill him. He did not kill him, though. No, he just knocked him out. Yes. He's like, I can't have you follow me. So, boom. And he ends up catching up to Fezzik, Vizimi, and Buttercup. Mm. So, Vizimi's just like, all right, your turn. Like, you have to pick up the rock. Once you see his head, hit it with the rock. My way is not very sportsmanlike. And he's, like, he throws the rock very... Mm effortlessly and shatters the rock into a million pieces. Like I missed on purpose. Yep. Like, we fight one-on-one. -on -one. Sportsman-like. You mean you put down your rock and I put down my sword and we try to kill each other like civilized people? <laughs> I love that line too. <laughs> that was also great. But my favorite also is once the fighting actually starts, but it's now my favorite because of course when... <sighs> I think it was 2020, I think, when my parents, Brian and I, and the kids, we went to see, like, an outside viewing of 
uh, The Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. It was during fall time-ish. And they were having, like, a special viewing. That way, like, people were outside, way six feet apart, this giant screen playing this movie. And, of course, when they're fighting originally and Fezzik is asking why he wears a mask. And he said, oh, they're terribly comfortable. I think everybody will be wearing them in the future. (laughs) Everybody on that field was dying of laughter because here we are, all these years later, wearing masks. And even that meme was going around like crazy after COVID happened because, oh, look, Wesley told the future. He was right. Here we are also all wearing masks no matter where we go. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing how... And for fashion, too. Yeah. Oh, yes. Because they're comfortable. Especially in the winter. Oh, God, I love it in the the winter. Like, my face feels nice and warm. I love it. Yeah, I need the shiesty in the winter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see, from there, he finally ends up choking him out. Yes, this tiny man. Mm-hmm. Rolls him over, and then I love the line, dream of uh, large women. Oh, yes. I don't think I wrote that one down. I did not, but that's okay. And then we had also jumped into, after that, like, for a little bit, we see, like, Prince Humberdig is also looking for Buttercup. You know, he sees that the loser went off and the winner went that way towards Gilda. So, you know, we're going to follow the winner because we need to find the princess. We need to find Buttercup. And then it ends up going down to Wesley, the masked man and Vizzini with the battle of wits, which where's the, where's the poison? Cusco's poison. The poison for Cusco. Cusco's poison. That poison. (laughs) That poison. Which cup is it in, Denny? It's in both. Spoilers. It's in both. <laughs> Which even the whole time, he's just like, oh, it's probably going to be, like, I can't trust the cup that's in front of you, but I can't trust the cup that's in front of me, but I also can't trust that one in front of you or this one. And that's just the whole like mm-hmm. reason it, where we're just sitting there like. It's in both. <clears throat> Have you made your choice yet, buddy? Which cup is it in? I know exactly where it is. <gasps> what in the world could that be? What? Where? Switch the cups. <laughs> I don't see anything. Oh, well, sorry. I thought I saw something. Oh, okay. Well, you drink from your glass, and I'll drink from mine. Drinks. Laughs. Croaks. I I switched glasses when your back was turned. He's just laughing mm-hmm. and maniacally and just stops like, ha, 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 ha. False. <laughs> but the whole time, they were both poisoned. And somehow, this masked man was able to build an immunity to poison. Yes. Because. Iocane. I- Iocane powder, yes. Yes. Which does not exist in real life. Yeah, no. But uh, making yourself immune to poison, how do you do that? And where can I get this skill? I mean, it's the same concept of like some people microdosing on um, snake venom to get green or grow immunity. But I would still think, depending on the dose that he gives himself versus Fazzini. I mean, either way, the man lives and he's able to take yeah. Buttercup away. And she eventually convinces herself that it's the great Dread Pirate Roberts. And, you know, she's very upset at him because you killed the man I love. With eyes like the sea after the storm. 
And you could tell that he's hella upset because he's just like, you know what? I remember him. Like, you know, he, he didn't beg or anything like that. He just said, please, please, I need to live for true love. But, you know, like, how long did you wait after he died? Like, did you wait a whole week? Like, and then you decide to marry this, this man? And she's just like, I died that day. And you could die too for all I care. Pushes Push. him down <laughs> the hill. As you wish. Oh, my sweet Wesley, what have I done? Tosses herself <laughs> off the, the hill. Oh, ah, ah, ah. Uh, and you know, she realizes that it's Wesley, and you mm. know, she's I mean, his super mask happy. falls off in there at some point. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and no. We're all happy. They're back together again. You know, they're kissing. Grandson is not happy about it. And he just wants to, because he overheard about the fire swamp. So he wants to go, let's just skip to the fire swamp. No more kissing. Just let's go skip to the fire swamp. Which I even, another quotable line that I love where he's like, all right, a few steps in and we'll be safe in the fire swamp. We'll never survive. Nonsense. You're only saying that because no one has. I will say though, the fire swamp does seem very interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, with the random fire explosions and. In a wood forest? I mean, it's a swamp, so it's... Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) I mean, it's still holding up for after all these years. Yeah, true. And, you know, with lightning sand, not quicksand, lightning sand. And uh, our glasses. Oh, yeah. And then, whoo! No, I was doing the lightning McQueen thing. Oh, gotcha. I was thinking (laughs) of, like, the fire that explodes. Never mind. Um... But, of course, my favorite is going to be the R.O.U.S.'s. The Rollins of Unusuals. <laughs> I don't think they exist. <laughs> Not only that, but it's literally in the R.O.U.S.'s suits, it's little people. <laughs> and most of the noises is the director. Yeah. Going like, rawr, rawr. Did he mess his voice up and then, like, something happened with the recording that he had to do it all over again? Yes. <laughs> It's like, oh, that sucks. But also, I want an R.O.U.S. They're so cute. (laughs) And of course, I was sad when the one died. I didn't like hearing its screams. (laughs) It screams of agony. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, even in this whole fire swamp situation, like, you know, we hear Wes's... The story about the Dread Pirate Roberts, how the original, the OG Pirate Roberts had been retired for, like, years. Mm-hmm. And it's, the title has basically just been passed on because, you know, you can't tell people that a pirate would let people go. Yeah. Kind of a situation. And that's how Wesley ended up living because he basically was working for him and then became the Dread Pirate Roberts after this one decided to retire. He's like, now that we're together, I, hope I shall retire the name and find a new pl- person to take on the mantle. But the ROUSs, man. <laughs> they're just they're so cute. They're little fat balls of fur. Yeah. That'll rip you apart apparently. Yeah, Especially in the shoulder of the arm. As a baby. <gasps> and raise it right. Yes. Oh, yes. You get twelve of them and have an army and take over the world. Yes. Yes. Although that also sounds like a little bit too much work. Like the taking over the world part. Sounds like a lot of responsibility. The tri-state area! There we go, that's better. I can deal with that. Oh. <laughs> uh, but even after after the 
gallivant through the swamp, they run into Prince Humperdinck and Humperschnickel. Humperschnickel, who promises Buttercup that, you know, we, uh, we won't hurt him. We'll take him back to his ship. Like, you know, he'll go free. It's fine. And she's just like, okay, like, I can't bear to lose him again. So please don't hurt him. Like, which of course he's lying. Yeah. And he ends up. Take him to the pits, the pit of despair. The pit of despair. Don't even. <laughs> don't even think about trying to escape. <laughs> <laughs> I love that too. It's so great. But also, because I wrote. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, because Count Rugen had hit Wesley over the head to knock him out to take him to the pit of despair. And Carrie actually told Christopher Guest to actually hit him for real. So he hit him hard enough to knock him unconscious and lacerate the top of his head. So the production was shut down for the day while Carrie went to the hospital. <laughs> but he did as he was told. This movie had a lot of injuries. It did, but it's fine, because it sounds like that they had such a fun time together. And also, Carrie and Robin were also very infatuated with each other. Yeah. And apparently would mess up their lives on purpose, just to, you know, keep rolling together more. Be like, oh, you're cute. Well, I don't know if they actually, like, got got together, but... They they had little crushes on each other. It was so adorable. You could see the chemistry. They think him at three. But also we find out that the Count is also the six-finger man. Yes. Someone is looking for you. Knock unconscious. For real, apparently. He got so offended because he called out his fingers. Yeah, right? He's like, how dare you? I am self-conscious about those. Oh, yeah, but also when Buttercup basically asks, like, hey, I don't really want to marry you, so how about you get Wesley back because I don't love you and I have no interest. Like, oh, okay, I'll send four of my fastest ships with letters to send to him to get him back. And if he actually doesn't want you, because, you know, he's a pirate, and he might not love you anymore, because, mm. you know, you gave up too easily, then will you marry me? Sure. Fine. I guess. And we go into a situation where apparently the, the king is dead, and Prince Hubbardink becomes the king, and Buttercup is the new queen, and grandson is very upset. You forgot about the, the heckler. The heckler. The old lady. I'm getting there. No, but that happens first, and then the... No, it doesn't. Because we talk about how right, the king right, right, is right, dead. Okay, 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 okay. Thank you. God. See, I get it back. <laughs> After the mishap of, you know, forgetting certain situations. But the kid is very upset because he's like, what? You're messing up the story. Like, get it right. Like, she can't marry him. And he's just like, will you, will you let me finish? Like, you're getting a little bit too worked up. Like, I think that we should stop now. Like, no, no, no. Then we go back to this whole situation and this creepy old lady is like, Boo! Boo! True love lives! And you just throw it away like garbage. Because that's what you are. Garbage. Filth. Putrest. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Boo! And Buttercup wakes up. Yes. <laughs> and then we realize it's all a dream and it's just a nightmare and... 
I love even the line of when everything's going on and we have the background noise of the kid going like, see, didn't I tell you that he wouldn't marry, she wouldn't marry him? Grandfather goes, yes, you're very, you're very, very smart. Now shut up. <laughs> Which that sounds like something my grandparents would probably say. I didn't know much of them, but I feel like that that would be their response. But anyway. Oh yeah, because that's when they she says that she loves him and that he's going to send his four fastest ships. Mm -hmm. Which I'm also sitting here, like, I remember watching this, like, this time around, like, really thinking about it. I was like, did she really believe, though, that he actually left? Because later she does say that he will come for her. But it seems like right now she's convinced that he actually left. But she even threatens the prince where he's like, please, if you force me to marry you, like, I promise you I'll be dead by morning. And he's just yeah. like, please, if he doesn't come back for you, can you just choose a life with me instead of suicide? Yeah. <laughs> like, but of course, we find out afterwards that he's actually planning on killing the princess because, you know. And blaming it on the other. Yes, because he originally hired Vizzini. Yes. To kill, and now you know it's different. Where it's just like it's it's okay because it's gonna be so much better once I strangle her on our wedding night. So harsh. It's just it's like okay, we're just taking a drastic turn, but you know you've obviously realized that these two are, you know, a thing, or whatever. But because we also. After all of that, we go back to the pit of despair where it's this fancy dancing machine that sucks your life away. That was actually a repurposed set. Yes. From was... a uh, James Bond movie. Was it? Wait, was it? Yeah. Which it was one? supposed to go to, um, it's one of the, um, Sean Connery ones. Oh, okay. Uh, they ended up going with a different device, so they ended up repurposing it for this movie. Yeah, because I know that um, the biggest, because I saw the biggest problem filming the torture scenes with the machine were that the suction cups kept falling out of the straps and that they would fall off of Carrie's head and body. So they had to use masking tape to put the suction cups in the suction cups to make sure that they would actually keep on his face without falling off kind of a situation. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, it kind of looked like that basically his skin was being, like, pulled apart from what it looked like with this machine. Yeah. But it was, like, different levels where he's just like, I just sucked one year of your life away. Now, please, be honest, because this is for prosperity. How do you feel? <laughs> ah, interesting. Okay. It's like a therapist where he's yeah. just like, all right, now I'm going to need you to be honest because, you know, this is, like... Here's some shock therapy. I need to know how you feel about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're, we're running tests here. We want to make sure that we're doing this properly. I'm a scientist. You know, you got you, you can trust me. I be a doctor. Relax. Basically. <laughs> but even, like... Because we also go back and forth in between, like, Inigo Montoya and Fezzik meeting up with each other. Because, you know, we got to gather all the thieves. 
Oh, uh, I will. I will say though, I wrote this this fact. The, well, not fact, but this little like tidbit right here, uh, because Fezzik and um, Ninigo were talking about because um, finally, like you know, Ninigo Matoya was drunk. Yes. So Fezzik had to like nurse yes. him back to health, mm-hmm. and you know they're talking about once he's like kind of back in his clear head, where he's just like, all right, the castle gate is guarded by thirty men, and Fezzik says that he can't handle more than ten. And Ningo is standing there, counting on his fingers, and he's just like, alright, that leaves 20 for him. Like, I'm like, okay, that would leave 20 for me. And I'm like, I can at least do that math quickly. <laughs> <laughs> 30 minus 10 is 20. At least I can do that math. What's 1,300 hours? I can't do that one. <laughs> 1,300 hours. Come on, think about it. 12? 1. There you go. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. 1,600 hours. Fish. Come on, you just named 1,300. Four? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's easy. No, it's not, because I'll forget that in about five minutes. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, I'm still going to push it. Yeah, of I'm course you are. I'm going to push it until you finally learn it. Of course you are, and it's not going to happen. I'm telling you that it's right now. Happen. Um... But here is where I start to have my problems with Buttercup's character. Because she basically tells Humperdinck that it's like, Hey, I actually know that you didn't send out the four fastest ships. And that you're lying to me. And that it's fine because, you know, Wesley will come for me. He will save me because, you know, this this ain't happening. Pretty cool. She got a little bit of feistiness there and there, basically saying like, "F you." Like, I don't want to be with you. Like, Wesley is more of a man than you ever will be. Mm-hmm. You know, he makes a comment. He's like, "I would not say such things if I were you," and locks her away in her room. But other than that, I have to be that person to basically be like, "Damsel in distress." Damsel in distress. Where that's like her entire thing. But also, if you think about it, it's supposed to be an old fairy tale i know and that, oh that was always the case with the old fairy tale so i feel like it fit with what it was the story supposed to be i know it's just that that's my only grievance with the movie for the most part because so my only grievance was that certain scores and certain parts sounded more like an episode of um hercules or xena I can see that. I'm assuming you're not talking about the Disney. No, I'm talking about the Kevin Sorbo. That's what I thought. I'm just making sure. Uh, I can I can see that. Kind of like a trope that they were falling into. It didn't really seem like its own creative process. Yeah. No, I definitely see that. It's like I understand the fact of like this whole being the fact of like the damsel in distress, like you know the fairy tale kind of situation because that's what we're taught growing up. It's just naturally when I was a kid. I loved Belle mm-hmm. because while people they want to start saying that Stockholm stupid syndrome. crap about Stockholm syndrome, which it's not, she was still like, I, uh, no, sorry, Gaston, I'm not marrying you. I have no interest, buddy. Books, books, and then you know the Beast, where she did snap back quite a few times, and she's like, you should learn how to control your temper, <laughs> kind of a situation. That fall, that that neck, that the neck. 
thing that you just did. It was so aggressive. I caught myself. <laughs> that's, how I, I, that's how I be sometimes. But also, Princess Jasmine, you know, she's just like, I am not a prize to be won. Esmeralda, justice! Mira, I will fight for my own hand. Moana, no talk of relationships whatsoever. She's just like, I am Moana. Mulan. Oh, Mulan, yes. God, I love that. Literally would dress herself as a man to go into war so her dad did not have to. Joan of Arc. Yes. I just think, see, those are the ones that I relate to, where I'm just like, yes, even Lady Godiva, who, like, just rode around naked on a horse <laughs> to basically free her husband. Like, just done. Yes. Yes. And as, although I will say that I did like how my princess rose to become a general in Wonder Woman, because her character was, sorry, dad, badass in that movie, 100%. Robin Wright. Loved it. Princess Leia. I know. I was thinking that too because it yes. came around the same time where it's just like, yes, Princess Leia also became a general. Mm-hmm. Although Princess Leia was always kind of a badass. Always. <laughs> like, From just, the not start. Not even kind of. Just From it was. the get-go. <laughs> just was. Hands down. Oh. She was, still is, no matter what the situation is. I'm still mad at Disney. They need to officially make her a Disney princess. Yes. They need to. I agree. I mean, they're owned by Disney. Might yeah. as well. Just make it official. Oh, wait. I forgot about that news. Uh, so, uh, next year, 2024, uh-huh. um, the copyright will be up for Mickey Mouse. Which means this is the last year where we'll see Mickey Mouse as the mascot of Disney. So, all right. I'm just going to piece together. So you mean to tell me that Winnie the Pooh becomes public domain and mm-hmm. we get a horror movie? Oh, we're going to get a Mickey Mouse horror movie. Because I'm like, also, Bambi is public domain and that's going to become a horror movie. Um, so you're going to tell me we're about to have a Mickey Mouse horror movie right now? Possibly, yeah. I'm totally down for this. I will watch it. But um, the new mascot is, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the character Figment. It's a purple dragon. I don't know. Uh, so. It's actually pictured um, in the statue with Walt Disney. Interesting. But at the same time, I don't know how I feel, because that's also change. And I like the Mickey Mouse figure as... yeah. That, that is Disney. But also, because that's changed, and I don't like change. Can't you just still have, like, I'm totally down for still having a Mickey Mouse horror movie, but can we, like, just keep him still, like, at least? It, it would be too expensive for Disney to buy back Mickey Mouse oh, at this Christ. point. <laughs> so it would be better just to keep him in public domain. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, we're going to see how that goes, I guess. Yep. I forgot about that. Oh. But yes, after all that rant about, you know, woohoo, femi- feminism kind of a situation, um, Prince Humphrey ends up getting so mad at her that he goes down to the pit of despair and he's screaming at Wesley, who's just laying there like, wow, you're like really angry right now, dude. <laughs> and he's just like, fine, here we go, and just ups the torture, the, the machine to 50, and the count is just like, not to 50! The screaming is heard all throughout yep. the kingdom. Even the princess is like, 
what was that? <laughs> like, what is that noise? <laughs> it's like the Superman scream wave from uh, Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Mm. <laughs> yes! Oh my god. But even without the screaming, Ninga Montoya knows that it's the masked man. He knows that it's Wesley. Cause, you it's know. the same scream that he yelled when his father got killed. Yes. Still sad. I must right. go to him. Must fa- Guide my sword, father. Guide my sword. That, that scene is so good. It is really good. I yeah. also like the lighting, how they had like the sunlight like, capturing yeah. it and showing in. But even before that, where, you know, they find the albino man and he's like, All right, Fezzik, jog his memory. Boom. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jock that hard. <laughs> uh, but he ends up finding with his sword that secret knot to open up this magic tree, which I want that tree. Mm-hmm. Can I have that? For my own little, like, I mean, if you she think shed about in the it, ground? If you just, like, build that type of entrance and then put dirt over it and then plant the tree on top, eventually the tree will grow around it. I can make that work, maybe. And maybe I can get away with not paying taxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because how will they know? I did not say that, FBI. I did not say that at all. Ignore this message. Your FBI agent's like, oh, we'll chalk it up with the rest of them. <laughs> Just like, all right, whatever. But honestly, probably my favorite part of the whole movie, though. Because Fezzik, or, yeah, Fezzik and Inigo Montoya take Wesley to to save him and my favorite part oh Miracle Max Billy Crystal <laughs> it's so great it's like I need you to save a friend here like ah no like I quit like the the king's stupid son fired me like go away leave me alone it's just like yeah, come on you gotta help us because you know he's going after Prince Humperdinck you gotta let us in like oh okay come on in <laughs> it's like alright your friend here is only mostly dead. If he was all dead, then they're, they're nothing, nothing saving him. Like, he's mostly dead, which is another one that I quote a lot. Mostly dead. <laughs> I just love the whole part where he's just like, Hey, buddy, what do you got here that's worth living for? Pushes down the chest. Drove. Ah, that's it. True love. That's what he said. Oh, no, 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 no. You misheard. What he really said was, To believe. Whichever way he knows means, to bluff. And that means, liar! 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 <laughs> Get back, witch! I'm not a witch, I'm your wife! <laughs> but after what you just said, I don't, I'm not sure you even want to be that anymore! The whole two of them is just yeah. so great. Just going, it's just like, oh my god, I just, I love those two so much. Because also, like, just Valerie Carol Kane, like herself, I love her. She has such a distinct voice where it's just like, I hear it and I'm immediately just like, when a stranger calls? Yes. The the OG. The mm-hmm. original. Yeah. But that's when, and then Go Montoya tells him like, look like he's going to stop Hubbardink's wedding tonight if you let him live. Oh, oh wait, you should have said that first. Okay, here we go. And we have that magical little pill that brings him back to life like 15 minutes later or 30 minutes. 15 takes 15 minutes to work, and you can't swim until 30 minutes after taking it. Yeah. That's what it was. Which, afterward, after he did take it and wake up, I don't know how he would have been able to swim, because... <laughs> the weekend at Bernie's. 
Yes, basically. And also, like, at first he could wiggle his pinky. And then he eventually could move his head. But it took him quite a little bit to actually, yeah. like, fully move. So I don't think he would have been able to swim at least until after 30 minutes without stiff as a board he was. But even the whole scene of uh, them getting into the castle, because there's, like, a bunch of men, like, 50 men standing outside the guards. So they have Fezzik on, like, a wheelbarrow and a cloak over him. And it's just funny because the close-up of him, you can clearly see his face. But far away, it just you can tell that it's like this fake dummy-looking yeah. face that's kind of creepy-looking from <laughs> far away. So I can only imagine what it looks like up close. Because obviously, we're about to set this whole thing on fire to scare the living daylights out of these people to get into the castle. Who all end up running away screaming because this giant burning man has come to attack them. Yeah. But, of course, also, we get... Oh, I forgot to even say when they were leaving Miracle Max's place. Have fun storming the castle! Mm. You think it'll work? It'll take a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, had to throw that in there. But we have the wedding. Mawage. <laughs> have you the wing? And wav. True wav. I'm sorry. I should have written the whole thing down because I, yeah. of course, can't remember, like, the exact, like, <laughs> <coughs> order that it was. But that was just all funny all together as well. Oh, I'm looking it up now. Okay, good. Thank you. Because I'm like, I'm going to need... Mowage is what brings yes. us together today. The impressive... Wait, no, the, the impressive clergyman. <laughs> the impressive clergyman. <laughs> like a dream within a dream. Love to love will follow you forever. So treasure your love. <laughs> Skip to the end. Have you the wing? Oh my god, because it goes back and forth between all of that, because, you know, Ningo is chasing after the Count, who, you know, you mentioned earlier how, like, mm -hmm. he's just like, save the line, and turn and run. My name is Ingo Wondoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Runs away. <laughs> just scurries. <laughs> <laughs> and in all of this, like, you know, Wesley ends up disappearing on his own, because Fezzik kind of has to leave him there to help and then go out. Yeah. But even after, after uh, with the wedding, basically, Prince pushes him just to say, man and wife, say man and wife. Man and wife. <laughs> and at that point, Buttercup thinks that they're married because they didn't say I do or anything like that. You know, technicalities. Yeah. Like, we find that out where it's like, you didn't say I do. So, you know what? It doesn't count. You're not actually married. Um, I learned that from a series of unfortunate events. See, there you go. Oh, God, I have not seen that movie in so Such long. Such a good one, too. That's a good one. But even though it's a good thing because, you know, she's about to kill herself after she reaches the honeymoon suite and Wesley is just like, ah, no, no, no. You know, there are plenty of great breasts in this world. It'd be a shame to destroy yours. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, Wesley, you're alive. Kind of a situation where, oh, my God, I'm saved. Thank God. <laughs> uh, every time I, I hear that scene, you know what I think in my mind? This one smooth mother, <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> accurate. Very accurate. 
But also another favorite scene of mine is when, I mean, it's of course when I first see the movie and Ingo goes into the room and the Count throws that knife and it hits him. Of course, when I first see the movie, I'm like, oh no. But later he walks around fine, just, you know, holding his hand on it. And he's perfectly fine. He's walking around like, you know, he's jumping on horses from tall buildings. It's fine. (laughs) Details. But I just love the whole part where Count is basically like, oh, man, like, such a disappointment. Like, you know, you didn't, like, live up to your father's expectations. Like, you suck. But Indigo gets up. He has his sword. Hello. My name is Indigo Mattel. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And he's fighting against this man. As he's, like, you know, bleeding out and still living, apparently. And I just love the fact of the whole time that he's fighting, he's just repeating it over and over and getting louder and louder and mm-hmm. more emotional. Even just that last part. It becomes like, a war cry for him. Yeah, exactly. He's like, hello, my name is Anika Mater. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And then hits him in all the spots that he had hit him, like, both cheeks. Where he's like, offer me money. Oh, like, all of it, of course, like, eh. After everything I asked for, anything you want. And, like, he stabs him, like, you know, in the cheeks, on the chest, like, on the thigh, everywhere else where Amingo was hit. Yeah. And he's like, like, oh, yeah, and I also forgot him saying, like, stop saying that. And at the very end, he's just like, all you want, anything you want, I'll give you anything you want. And just that one part of a Ningo just looking at and be like, Stab, I want my father back, you son of a bitch. Stabs again. That yep. was my favorite. Because, of course, we find out all these years later the truth. And that his father died of cancer, the actor. And that yeah. line right there was just that emotional for him. Because it was basically him telling the cancer, mm-hmm. I want my father back, you son of a bitch. When I learned that information, my heart, like, melted. I was like, oh, my God. It just makes so much sense with all that passion and raw moments that he had in him. And this is why you use your own life to incorporate in your acting field that you have. Yeah. Which is also why Wakanda Forever, everybody was so good. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they were using the real emotions, people. And then at last we see... Prince Humberdink is in the room talking to Wesley, who is on the bed. And I, I did write down, because, you know, Prince Humberdink is like, all right, let's 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 get this over with. I killed you quick too quickly last time. I will not make that mistake again. And Wesley talks about, like, oh, well, you know, what you're going to have is worse than death. Like, first, you know, I'm going to cut off your feet below the ankles. That's the first that you'll lose. And then your hands at the wrist. Next is the nose. And next will be his left eye, followed by his right He's like, and then my ears, let's get on with it. No, your ears will keep it. I'll tell you why. So all the children scream when they see you. Every woman screeches at the look of your face. They're all like, what? Oh, my dear God, what is that thing? And you will, it will ring your perfect ears, which I'm like, damn, Wesley. Damn, he, he demormalized them. I see what Buttercup sees in you. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Torture? Yes. <laughs> Done. And then he stands up. He's like, drop your sword. Bing. Bing. Whoosie. I love it. But even when Indigo, Indigo walks in, 
And Wesley ends up kind of falling over. And he's like, oh, you need to help him. What's wrong with Wesley? Oh, he's too weak. Oh, I knew it. I knew you were bluffing. I knew he was bluffing. It's like, yeah, dude, you're all tied up in a chair, Humperdinck. I don't think you have anything else to say. Because I think at this point, you're, you're, you're done, my dude. Yeah. But even the... Because Fezzik is down with the horses. And he's like, hey, like, I found these horses conveniently for all four of us. As long as we find the lady. Hello, lady. <laughs> he's like, I just want to give him a hug when I he said know, that. Oh, it's so cute. But the scene where she's actually jumping, she was actually on, like, wires. Mm-hmm. And, like, gently kind of landed. Yeah, because in... he had back problems because of his, uh, his condition. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because, you know. Gigantism. When you're that... Yeah. Big, unfortunately. That's kind of how it works. Mm-hmm. But he even also said that he, what he loved most about making this movie is that no one stared at him. Like, everybody treated him like part of the family, which I'm like, oh, that's adorable. Yeah. It's so cute. I just love that. Like, you can see the family dynamic between everybody in this movie. Oh, definitely. You can just feel that they're all just like, we love each other, man. Like, I love you, bro. We're, we're family. Yeah. Yeah. Even with Prince Hubbardig. Also, did you know that uh, uh, originally they were supposed to cast... Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. Mm-hmm. I did see that. But by the time the movie finally came out, uh, or was going to start getting made, yeah, he's uh, a little too big for them. Basically, like, eh, too much money, can't afford it. But the author did originally want Andre the Giant. Yeah. But thought that he could never get him. But look, we all got our wish at the end of the day. I know he probably wanted the movie to come out sooner, but if that happened, then we wouldn't have probably had Andre the Giant. True. So it's fine. Um, but also, of course, because, you know, end of the day, everybody's happy, they're about to kiss, and grandfather, eh, that's it, that, that's all. He's like, what? Like, that's it? That is kissing. It's fine. You didn't want to hear that. Uh, I guess you can read it if you want. I, kissing's not so bad, I guess. He's like, oh, okay. So here you go. One magic, lovely kiss, the better than the rest, and the Different end. five kisses rated the greatest of all time or something like that yes and this one beat out all of them yeah but what are the other kisses i want to know yeah like we should probably look that up because i'm i thought about that too i was like what are the other kisses though were we talking about because there's been a lot of kisses throughout the years casablanca okay if we're also including that would be after the medieval times mm-hmm. we'll look it up later um but even every day, everybody's happy ending, like, you know, and then grandson is just like, you know, you can come over tomorrow and read to me again if you want. And grandfather looks at him saying, as you wish. In other words, I love you, my grandson. Mm-hmm. I love you, child. Even though you were kind of annoying in the beginning. Yeah. But it's fine. Brat. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the Princess Bride. Storybook clothes. <laughs> But yeah, I I personally love this movie. Just yeah. so many things about it. Yes, I have that one little quarrel, but that's okay. I can move on past that point. But just, again, all the dynamics between everybody, like how everybody just flowed so well together and the chemistry was wonderful. I definitely see your point on the music mm-hmm. kind of a situation. But even that, I could be like, all right, it's fine. Yeah. We could deal with that. Because just everything else is just seems so flawless. And it still just holds up to this day, I feel like. We have to, yes, a few things that didn't age as well. 
with time change and kind of stuff like mm-hmm. that. But again, I can get past that. This, I could, I could never get tired of this movie. At the end of the day, you I can, can watch you can it. You can put it on at any time of the year, and it's appropriate to watch. Exactly. <laughs> it's just conveniently we're used to this on the podcast for the week of Valentine's Day because you know, wishy gushy, lovey gubby, kissing book esque. <laughs> Our favorite. <laughs> But it's not a rom-com. It might have comedic moments in it, but it's most definitely not a rom-com. No, it's a fantasy movie. It's a fantasy movie, and it's just all around for everyone. Yeah. Just like Mean Girls. Anybody can enjoy it. Okay. I fucking love Mean Girls. <laughs> That's another one we're going to have to do in the future. Oh, yeah. Um, Facts-wise, I only have a few left, because we said a decent amount during it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that Mandy, Pat, Tick, Tinkin, I don't, Pattenkin? Pattenkin. That sounds yeah. about right. He has said that the role of Inigo Montoya was his personal favorite over the course of his entire career, mm-hmm. which makes sense also because he was using that, his own emotions with his father's death Yeah. for it. Uh, Carrie always also said the same thing in that interview that I had up before he came in. Yep. Which, like, again, makes sense. It's just yeah. fun all around. And again, it was just really cute how, like, you know, him and Robin Wright was just all lovey-dovey mm-hmm. with each other and all cutesy-fartsy kind of a situation. Um, but also he had said, uh, Pattenkin, in an interview that in 2012, that the quote, hello, my name is Nick Matoya, you killed my father, prepared to die, um, that that get, had at that time got quoted to him at least, like, two or three times a day. Because naturally, I would take one look at that man and think the same thing. Yeah. Um, apparently Rob Reiner, the director, had left the set during Billy Crystal's scenes because he would laugh so hard <laughs> that he would feel nauseated. Uh, Which is understandable because Billy Christie is... Christie? Billy Crystal. My bad. <laughs> Billy Christie. Christie, wake up. I don't like this. Christie, wake up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's been on TikTok too much. That and also I've just been watching Stranger Things with my mom recently. So, <laughs> um, but also Billy Crystal would use his SNL makeup artist to create Miracle Max, mm-hmm. um, and he brought him. He also brought him photos of his grandmother and Casey Stengel to help develop the look, and also brought an, in an uncle who had a similar bone structure. Basically, he had a lot of inspirations to help his makeup yeah. artist do Miracle Max, which is great. Um, oh, the fights were choreographed by Bob Anderson, who also did Star Wars. Yes. Which I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the dialogue from Billy Crystal's character was uh, ad-libbed and didn't appear on script because, mm-hmm. you know, it's Billy Crystal. That's kind of... What he do. What he do. What does the Billy Crystal do? He do improvise. All of it. and the last thing i have is that william goldman claimed that carrie fisher was the ideal choice for buttercup originally which i get i'm like i think she would do great however just also carrie fisher in general she's not just her herself she's not the damsel in distress no, person. No, not at all. <laughs> That's just Have not... you read her book? 
I haven't, and I know I need to. This is so good. I've heard so many good things about it. So, I had the pleasure of listening listening to it on Audible, and it was narrated by her. Of course. On the floor, cracking up at work. Oh. And also crying, because it was like recently to when she had passed away. Yeah. Oh my god, I miss her so much. Oh. I need. I definitely need to read that book, but yeah, yeah. Like, again, she's like she's a great. She was a great actress. She would have done great. However, she's not the damsel in distress type. No, she is Princess Leia, <laughs> who is nowhere near a damsel in distress. She's like, I got this, she, boys. As she's always said, Princess Leia is her, and she is Princess Leia. Exactly. And what is your rating? I'd give it a solid four out of five um, six-fingered gloves. Oh. Um, what, what, the only thing that stops it from being five or 4.5 for me is the score. That was the only part that took me out of the movie. Uh-huh. Other than that, I love everything about it. I love the chemistry that the, the actors have. I love the plot. Andrea Giants. Andre the Giant. Yeah. Um, I love how quotable it is. I love how the the message at the end of the story isn't so much about like what's going on with the storybook. It's more about <laughs> like the like cherish your 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 older loved ones. Mm-hmm. I see it that way. Yep. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, I would probably give it a four point seven out of five to be honest, because you know. Mm-hmm. It was one of those movies that my dad was just like, you're going to watch this. I'm like, okay. And I loved it. Um, like, you know, the chemistry between the whole cast was fantastic, like, from start to finish. Um, I agree what you say about the music and also me being me. Like, you know, the princess trope character was a typical damsel in distress. So mm. I was like, eh. Um, but also, like, to kind of piggyback what you were saying with, like, you know, loving, like, you know, the older people in your family is obviously they're not toxic or anything, but also like friendship love, like the platonic love. Yeah. Like between like, uh, Fezzik and Ingo Montoya and Wesley. Yeah. Like those kind of loves, like cherish those as well. Cause blood is not always thicker than water kind of a situation. And the guy, the lines are just my favorite because there's so many quotable lines that I quote on a daily basis. I don't think a day goes by that I don't quote this movie at least once. It's like Spongebob in that sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Spongebob is another one where I quote a lot because naturally it's Spongebob. But yes, those are our ratings. And we did decide on the next episode that hopefully I won't overstress about it. But it's going to be our top five, not our top ten, top five. Yeah, just five. Favorite MCU movies. So specifically from Iron Man in 2008 to, I guess we'll be Wakanda forever, right? Yes, I mean, by the time this episode comes out, Ant-Man and the Wasp will have come out and I will have seen it. But yes, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I got a... I mean, I pretty much got a list, but I just want to go over it. That's fair. I just got to actually, like, 
compile it. Because I know that I told you I originally started watching all the movies, like, in order of, like, the timeline. Not necessarily mm-hmm. when they were released, but the timeline itself. And I was kind of, as I was watching them, like, putting it down on a list and be like, mm, I like this one better. Like, how I've been doing my movies this year that have come out this year. Like, ranking them as I watch it kind of a situation. Yeah. Doing the same thing. So I'll try to watch them again and try to catch up for when we record next. So so I'll have it ready and not be too stressed. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're... I've at least started already. You're a third of the way there already. Yeah, exactly. At least I started, so we're good you there. You figure 10 movies a week? You can probably do that. Try to put time aside. I mean, this week might be a little difficult because I have to edit this episode really quick, okay. but we'll figure it out. But, uh, yes, sorry again for the lateness. Um, it's been crazy the past few weeks. Again, that time of year where everybody gets sick, family emergencies, yada, yada, yada. Mm. Luckily, nothing too drastic. Knock on wood, tap on glass. Yes. Kind of a situation. But, yeah, I kind of sound, especially after this long talk, I sound a little... A little hoarse. A little hoarse. A little congested. Like, I can occasionally feel, like, stuff getting caught. Mm. In the very back of my throat, we're like, okay. <laughs> you doing the cat, the... <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that wakes me up in the middle, but not the one thing. There's a lot of things. I heard someone line. say that the best alarm clock they have ever done was they recorded a sound of their cat throwing up and they put that as their alarm. Yep, I did see that. And I was like, huh, okay. So the thing is, I don't have a problem waking up to my alarms. Brian. It's my husband. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Because also, I'm the one that hears marbles. Like, I wake up to hearing, like, him on the bed. It's never on the hardwood floor. It's always on the bed. Where he's like... <laughs> kind of a noise. And I'm like, no! And I, I'm i so sorry, marbles. But I literally throw him off the bed. He's going to be like, no, on the floor! And sometimes, he'll legit stop and jump back onto the bed. And be like... <laughs> and I'm like... No! And then, you know, on the floor. I'm like, dude, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I really don't want to take the sheets down to the washer because I don't think Grandma and Grandpa would appreciate this very much, my dude. Please help me out here. But, yeah, I I wake up to those. Sometimes Brian will wake up to me, like, hitting him in my effort (laughs) of shooing marbles away. (laughs) But that's basically it. Yeah, I mean, I got the Death Star alarm, so that's, that works pretty good. But for those of you who did take the time to listen, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yes. And we hope that we're going to get back on the ball. We should. We we should. As long yeah. as things stay steady, everybody remains in their proper place. Mm-hmm. Speaking to you, universe. Don't shift nothing around. No, no retrograde nothing. Yeah, no. Personally, also, I'm tired of getting sick, so if we can stop that, that'd be nice. That too. As usual, in case you forgot since it's been a while, don't forget to let your friends know, your neighbors, that swordsman down the road that makes swords and that maybe, like, kills you in revenge for killing his father. You know, tell tell your butcher, tell your barber, tell um, that six-fingered man across the street that's just eyeing you up, but then when you confront him, he runs away, and don't forget. Get to tell your local friendly giant. Oh, yeah. So next time I see Steve, I'll give him a hug. <laughs> i be like, Steve! Hug. He's our Feswick. He is. Our Fezzik. <laughs> oh, I love it. <gasps> You're thinking about Halloween costumes, aren't you? Yeah, and how Rachel should be in Inga <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes! <gasps> that would 
Oh, I love it. Sorry, a little side note there. But yes, have a good evening. Hope everybody else is staying safe and healthy. not as healthy. Yeah, healthy and not as sickly out there. And uh, just a couple more months and then we'll be... I can't even say that it won't like be winter because it hasn't really been a winter, but it's not the yeah, warmth it's, it's I coming. want. It's coming. I know. I'm winter is coming. Yeah, at this point, it's probably going to be like March into May. Yeah, it's going to be like, freezing I, I, cold. I feel like at this point, which is shifted, shifted. Pretty much. Yeah, because like winter's starting later now. But I want more of a summer. We're getting less summer. I hate it. Rude. I just wish it was fall. I need no. I need beach time. <laughs> Just wish it was fall. I need the beach. <laughs> but uh, sorry, keep getting sidetracked. Good night, everybody. Goodbye.